Welcome to the Lead Quietly podcast. I'm your host, Jen Boyle, communications professional, leader, and entrepreneur, and I'm passionate about helping quiet and introverted women become confident leaders without having to be loud. I discovered the power of quiet leadership after being promoted into a leadership position overnight and feeling that it wasn't meant for me because I was too quiet and not assertive enough. And this same self-doubt kept me from becoming the entrepreneur I knew I was meant to be for almost a decade. This podcast is to show quiet and introverted women just like you that you can absolutely be a great leader at work, in business, and in your life without changing who you are. If you are ready to stop sitting on the sidelines and unlock your leadership potential, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Lead Quietly podcast. I want to talk today about how to turn rumination into constructive reflection, or how to get out of your head, how to stop that cycle of worrying and replaying scenarios in your head that isn't productive, that takes up your time, that drains your energy, and that can actually build anxiety and create new worries because you're stuck in a worry loop. And I know this because I have experienced this myself. I have dealt with this on and off my whole life. And I know if you are someone who is really considerate of other people, who really wants to do good things in the world and you don't want to hurt other people or make people mad. You might say it's a people-pleasing tendency, but even on a basic level of a good person and you want to make sure other people around you are not impacted in a bad way by anything that you've done. And if you are that sort of person, you might be more prone to worrying and more prone to looking at your own behavior or thinking that you have done things accidentally or unconsciously to hurt someone or a situation perhaps that you didn't perform as well as you wanted to in. If you've ever had that, maybe it's a job interview, maybe it's a conversation with your boss, maybe it's a an Instagram live or a video that you made for your business or something like that and you feel like, "Ugh, oh, I didn't handle that the way that I wish I would have." And then you get into a cycle of replaying that scenario over and over again and thinking, oh, if I'd only done this, if I'd only said this instead, that would have gone much better. So I want to talk about some ways through journaling in particular today, because journaling is my go-to method for dealing with rumination, with worrying and working through problems and challenges. If journaling is not your thing, you can take away from what I'm sharing and then adapt it for whatever method. Maybe you like to talk it out with someone. Maybe you like to talk it out by yourself. Maybe you just want to go for a walk and think about things. Whatever your method is for dealing with problems and working through them and processing, take what sticks for you today from what I'm about to share and adapt it for you. I like to look at first what rumination is and how it's different from worrying or getting into the what if scenarios and I divide it this way. Sometimes it helps as a first step to really look at what you're doing instead of being overwhelmed or consumed by the feeling that it brings up in you because we know that worrying makes us feel bad makes us feel afraid. Maybe it makes uh, your stomach feel yucky or you get tight in the chest. Your muscles or your jaw might get tense 
and your heart might beat fast. There's sometimes physical symptoms that come along with the with the feeling of worrying and it can be hard to know how to work through it and how to deal with it if we're not even first acknowledging what's happening. So that's the first thing and that's why I like to break it down this way. When I'm ruminating, I'm thinking about the past. I'm thinking about situations that have already happened and I'm replaying them over and over wishing I would have handled it differently compared to when I'm worrying in advance about something that has not happened. This is the what if scenarios and you're thinking about worst case scenarios or bad things that might happen or fear of failure, fear of someone being angry, fear of criticism. You're worrying about the future. You're worrying about things that have not happened yet. Different than ruminating where you're replaying situations that have in the past. First step is I like to identify, okay, what am I doing here? Am I thinking about something that's already happened? If yes, then there's certain things that I can control and what I can't control. And if I'm thinking about something that has not happened yet, the same applies, but it's a little different. There are things that I can control and things that I can't control, but nothing has actually happened yet. So it's a different situation. I have learned through the years and as I've gotten older, that the sense of anxiety that comes up with worrying or with ruminating can be really paralyzing. Now, I am not a doctor or an expert or a psychologist on anxiety. This is not uh, a medical opinion in any way, but I've experienced anxiety myself through worrying about situations or making small things into bigger things in my mind. And the biggest thing that helps is action. It is the one thing that makes you feel less helpless and that you can get moving again, taking some kind of action. And that action might be a physical behavior that you can do, or it might even just be a way of changing your thoughts. So personally, I use journaling to help me work through anxiety and work through problems and challenges or issues that I'm dealing with. What I'm going to share right now is three different prompts or three different methods that you can use to deal with the rumination, with worrying, with anxiety in your mind and help turn it into something that is more constructive. Reflection where you actually learn something or to help you reach a decision so that you can move forward and you can get out of that stuck place. So the first one is free writing and this depending if you are a journaler or not, open your journal, open a notebook, open a document on your computer and just start writing. And if you need a little help getting started, here are a few of my favorite prompts that I use to start. The first one is right now I'm feeling dot, dot, dot. And you just write down, how am I feeling right now? I actually find the emotion is the biggest part or the biggest weight of whatever the problem is. The problem, if I look at it logically, might have a simple solution that I'm not seeing because I am consumed by the emotion that has come with it. So when you do this free writing and you start with the emotion, it's like taking that off your shoulders, putting it on the page and helping you strip away some of the emotion so you can look at it logically and create a solution faster. Another prompt is what's bothering me right now is dot 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 and write down whatever that is or I keep thinking about dot, 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 and write down whatever that is. Usually once you start, you put down the initial first thought, then you keep writing and you just let yourself write until you're 
pouring it all out. And the act of doing this gets it out of your head onto the page and makes it seem more real. It's a way to give it some parameters, some start and end, because when it's in your mind, it just keeps going and going and going. So getting it down on the page can be really helpful. So the second one is writing down a pro and con list. So you've probably seen this in movies, maybe you've done this yourself, where you write down two sides of the equation. Why is this a good decision? Why is this a bad decision? Or do I like this one? Or do I like that one? How do I feel about A? How do I feel about B? I find this is very helpful when you need to make a decision or you're weighing different options and you're trying to decide, I want this one, this one, or this one. So the third one is then what I call the current state, future state exercise. I use the journal for this as well. Open a blank page and on one side, write current state, sometimes circle it or make it like a heading. And on the other side of the page, write future state. And the question to ask about current state is, where am I right now? And here you write down exactly where you are right now with regards to whatever it is that you are thinking about. So maybe you've been worrying that your business isn't moving as fast as you would like. Maybe your career isn't where you want it to be. Maybe you are looking to move to a new city or maybe you are struggling with a relationship or something like that. And you write down, where am I right now? And just write it down exactly what it is. I live here. This is my job. This is what's happening. Here's the current state of my life, my business, my bank account, whatever it is that you're working through. And then on the other side, under future state, you write, where do I want to be? And this is the hard part sometimes if you are someone who really relies on proof and evidence in your life. Allow yourself to dream if you can. And this might take several passes. You might have to try this a couple of times. Write down, so where am I now? Let yourself dream. Where do I want to be? If there were no limits, if money wasn't an issue, if I didn't have certain things that I thought were impossible to move, what do I want? What could be possible for me? Where do I want to be? And then what I do is draw a line from the current state to the future state and in the middle is where the problem solving happens then you ask yourself what needs to happen in order to get there what do i need to change stop doing start doing in order to get to that future state and i'm not pretending that it's easy or an overnight solution to get from here to there but if you don't know the steps at all or even earlier than that, you don't even know where you're headed. You don't even know what it is that you want. Then you will stay in your current state going around and around and not feeling that sense of momentum or movement forward. When I write out what needs to happen, one way to do it is to write out big picture and then narrow it down. For example, if you wanted to pay off your debt, for example, and I'm just making this up, Current state, my bank account says this. Future state, I want it to say this. So you might write down, I need to make more payments every month. I need to make more income. I need to cut expenses. I need to, whatever those things are, sell some things or something like that. Write down the big things and then you break them down. So expenses, say you want to save money on your expenses. Okay, so now to drill down, I need to look at my expenses. What are they? What could I cut? And then you drill down into the details. As a result of all of that, it is possible 
that you will have processed, gotten it out of your head, and actually written down action steps that you can take to fix the situation that you're in. The biggest thing here is knowing that there is a solution, that you are not helpless, and that you do have a choice to move forward. Now, I say that knowing it's not easy at all, and there might be a lot of real circumstances that you're dealing with, but when you see that action is possible, I find that is very helpful. So just to recap, the three exercises were one, free writing with some prompts, two, a pro and con list, or three, current state versus future state. And then specifically, I want to end today with some questions that I have used to help me with rumination about the past in particular. So this is more of when a situation has occurred and you find yourself thinking about it and replaying it in your mind, wishing you would have handled it differently and you can't seem to let it go. These are some questions I use to deal with that scenario. And here's a perfect example. You go to a networking call. This actually happened. I was on a mastermind call. I was part of this mastermind group for business. Other entrepreneurs were in the group and someone asked me a question in response to something I had shared with the group. And I felt so intimidated by her, even though she was just asking a question in the most genuine of ways, that I started to shrink back, that I started to immediately doubt that I even belonged in the room. And then my answer to her felt so less than, it felt so weak and wimpy, and I just couldn't wait to stop talking and turn my camera off and hide. And when I looked back at the situation after it was over, I thought, what was I doing? I I gave an impression to the whole room that I was weak and wimpy and I wasn't standing behind what I was doing only because I felt caught off guard. I, I couldn't think of what to say in the moment. And then I replayed that scenario in my mind over and over again, wishing I would have done something different. And it really bothered me for a long time. So situations like that, I don't know if you've had that. I know introverted, more quiet women sometimes feel intimidated when you're on a networking call or in a room at an event and there's a bunch of strangers and you are having a small dog or making chit chat with people and then you say something silly and then you just want to run and hide in the corner. If you felt that, don't worry, you're not alone and feel free to reach out if you want to talk about that. I will not judge because I've been there 100%. These are the questions that I use to help me work through situations like that. First, I write down what happened. Just write it down. The facts and sometimes it's like what I was talking about before. The emotions we feel, the embarrassment I felt about that situation was personal to me, whereas the actual facts of what happened was I said some things on a call. Like there really wasn't much there and I don't know how everyone else took it. I don't know what they were thinking of me. I made assumptions about what I thought people would be thinking because of how I felt. So number one, what happened? Just write it down. Number two, how did it make me feel? Write down the emotions. Number three, what is in my control and what is not in my control? And so that might mean now, after the fact, after it's over, is there anything I can do about this? And related to that is the next question. Is there follow-up required from this? Is there something that should be done? Or will anything 
new or better come as a result of doing some kind of follow-up action? If yes, then decide what that action is and go forward to take it. If no, then that means it's time to let it go. That no productive energy, no useful solution will come from continuing to replay the scenario anymore. In this case with the mastermind, when I weighed the options, is there any follow-up that's required here? The answer was no. It was over. I bet everyone else in the room had already forgotten, didn't even notice it in the first place, and moved on. It was only still alive because I kept giving energy to it. So it was time to let it go. And if you're having trouble with that, give yourself a deadline. Say by midnight tonight, I'm done with this. Tomorrow is a new day and I can start fresh. So a situation where follow-up might be required, for example, if you've had a conversation with somebody, a coworker, a friend or something, and you said something that you didn't mean and you need to apologize, that's follow-up that is required. So you're replaying the situation, you're feeling really bad about what you said or how you handled it, you could choose to let it go, but that might mean there's strain or something that's left undealt with. So if follow-up is required, if an apology is required, then you figure out what to do and take the action to do what you can to make the situation right. That works so well for me to stop the ruminating, stop wasting time and wasting energy on things that I have no control over that don't need to be worried about anymore and helps me keep moving. So why I share all of this, this whole podcast episode, is to help you stay in momentum in your life. So working on those big goals that you have, those big professional goals, personal goals, I want you to not get in your own way as much. I want you to be able to keep moving. I want you to be able to judge yourself less. Don't be so hard on yourself. Be able to work through the things like this the ruminating, the worrying that trips you up and keeps you stuck or keeps you moving slower than you'd like. Those goals are possible for you. And with tools like this, this is not even that hard. This is a journal and some time. Journal and some time and you get in the habit of doing this. You can work through problems so much quicker, reduce your anxiety and feel momentum from taking action. So I really hope that helps. I hope you take something away from this. And if you do, and you would feel like sharing it on social media, please tag me at Lead Quietly. I would love to see what you're learning from this podcast, and I hope that it's valuable. If you want to have more connection with me, I do write a weekly email that is a personal email that I write once a week on Tuesdays to everyone in my Quiet Insiders community. And you can sign up for that through my bio on Instagram at Lead Quietly. So if that is your thing, you prefer to receive information passively that you can read at your own time and maybe Facebook groups are not your thing, you can sign up for my email list. I write once a week relatable stories, leadership tips, business tips, communication tips, and encouragement and support for quiet and introverted women to go after their big professional goals. I'm always here to cheer you on. If you need a little dose and a gentle nudge to get out of your comfort zone, keep moving, but have that done in a quiet, really gentle way. That's what I'm here for. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Lead Quietly podcast. I hope something in this episode resonated with you and you took something away that will help you tap into your inner leader. Take some time to process and you'll know when it's time to take action towards your big goals. You can find me on Instagram at Lead Quietly and in my free Facebook group called the Quiet Leader Community. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.